Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In with T.J. T.J. Miller. It's T.J. Miller. Sorry, I know I haven't been a guest on the show very many times. I'm starting it over. T.J. Miller. No. No. You gotta do it. Jesus. You're such a pussy. You guys are so difficult. It's my show. It is your show. I finally have my favorite guest. I know. I finally it's have my favorite show. guest on. I apologize, but I am saying it's T.J. There's never any two takes. T.J. Maillard. T.J. Maillard. I'm Cash Levy. I'm the one that's been fucking up the intro. Cash Levy. It's, we have you so it's rarely. It's to be on your show. It makes me nervous when you're Cash on the show. Again. I love We're going to ask here. all the essential questions, and, and even if they've never been asked, we're going right. to answer them. Right. And we're going to st- start off with the triple banger lightning round. Triple this banger, triple lightning, triple banger round. lightning round. Sponsored by Prell. Prell. Uh, ironic when mustache. When your hands are dirty morally, clean them <laughs> physically with Purell. <laughs> I actually said Prell. Prell. That's a hair product. Prell. Where's my ashtray? Mama wants to smoke some boots. Also, I want to say this. Uh, last episode, I think, was you, sa- you You challenged me when I said that a pig is the smartest animal that we eat. And it was. It was number six. We didn't get through it. A pig is the smartest animal that we eat because we yeah. don't eat dolphins. We don't yeah. eat chimps. And we sure as hell don't eat crow yeah. unless we're Cash Levy, who said that TJ was wrong. That's right. That's right. I don't know why you had to go into country western accent to tell us that. When I prove a point. 
I'm going to start off with the triple banger lightning round, if you'll let me. Here we go. Ironic mustache, pro or con? Con. I think you can have a funny mustache, but it shouldn't be like, what if I had this mustache? It should be like, I'm wearing the silliest mustache of all because I like to be ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I think I'm pro. You're pro. Pro ironic mustache. It's funny. I'm con. It's a billboard to comedy on your face. This mustache says, I'm a lot of fun. I think you're. I think if you're going to play with your facial hair, I think that makes you a character. I like it. I do. I do. What SPF do you reach for? I go thirty. I go thirty. I don't think there's any reason for the seventy sunblock. I think women that are like, I have to put on seventy SPF seventy. I burn so easily. Chill out, okay, Grandma. Yeah, I don't Relax. think you should go in the sun if you're going to have to go that far. Yeah, but I, I think 30 is important. It's not good. I also like pale skin. I like a woman to have milky, Aryan skin. I pu- folks, I, I, pulled out the, I pulled out a shirt. I pulled out a shirt from the bottle. SPF 120. Folks, ladies, take a break. Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Ladies, take a break. I love it. Ladies, take a break. Fellas, <laughs> sit up front and watch me work. Here we go. Uh, when, I laugh, laughing, when I laugh, like, I laugh like a cackling on old the woman who's about to kill a cat. That's what I sound like. <laughs> and if you're listening while you're driving, pull over. Can a guy be tough and be able to reupholster furniture? Yes. I think I know I know a guy who he, 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 was, he would rebuild guns, cars, and he would reupholster f- furniture. Really? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Yeah. A handyman is handy, yeah. and he's a man. I would say, in theory, no. You think no? You think if somebody... I will say this. If the somebody, percentages are against you. If you ask somebody what they do for a hobby, and they lead with reupholstering furniture, you can kick that it's person's It's got to be a ass. secondary yep. hobby. Can't gotta be, be a number one. Got to be what you say after you say cars and guns. What about Civil War reenactor? Oh, yeah. You can be a man. Yeah, Yeah, you can be a man. Phil Collins Mm. is into that. It's weird. Weird. Yeah. Where were you? Wait, so that was the triple banger. That was the triple banger lightning lightning round. round. Brought to you by Prell. Prell! Where were you, TJ? I just came from... um, I I was in a bar... You know, this was this is the most recent <laughs> bar that I went to. I wanted to talk about it. It's called the Spotlight. And it's a gay bar in Hollywood, a couple blocks from my house, that opens at six a.m. Because in Los Angeles, you can't have twenty-four hour alcohol. Bars close at two, but they can open at six a.m. And I, I, I will say, some of the most interesting people watching goes on at six a.m. on a weekday at a bar. Yeah, I mean, what's going on? It's people getting off work. Yeah, like five or thirty. What or kind something? of what kind of drink specials do you get at six a.m.? Do they try to move some? They've got uh, early bird catches the worm specials, uh, six a.m. Uh, Bloody Marys are uh, twenty cents. Mm-hmm. And then and what you was your excuse for being there? Nickel shots. My excuse for being there was uh, this is recently I worked. Uh, we do splits sometimes, and I worked on a show called The League, and uh, we we worked until. Four thirty? No, well, I got off at four thirty, but I was heading home at five from the valley. And by the time I got back to where I was, it was like you know four forty-five. I was like, I'll go have a beer at the Spotlight and see how weird it is there. 
15 minutes till it opens and there are people waiting outside for when it opens. I, I was talking to Matt about this. You're a guy that, you know, one of the keys to your success, you don't seem to ever need to sleep. I mean, you're constantly going. I do. I do. I definitely need to sleep more, but yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, I, I'm not a guy. I'm so excited about so many things that I'm not a guy that gets tired a lot. I don't go, uh, yeah. And usually that precedes, that usually precedes sleep, the tiredness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So you were at a bar. I actually, I was in Los Angeles uh, for about a week, mm-hmm. and uh, I tried something. I was telling you about it. Went hand gliding. Yeah. That's right, because I've never been hand gliding. I've never been parachuting, but I've been bungee jumping. And have you been bungee jumping? Yes, I have. Okay, yeah. so you've done it all. I've done it. I've gone. Uh, I've gone. Hand, I've gone uh, skydiving. Cliff diving. No, well, into some water. You know, jumped into some water. But I don't know if you call it cliff diving. Cliff jumping. As it were, this was a hand gliding. Our hand gliding teacher was much older. He's been doing it for about thirty years. Uh, he was telling us uh, all the great old days, like yeah, back back in back in the old days, uh, back in the seventies, uh, the hand gliders. You know, we used to wear uh, you know swimsuits, and girls wear bikinis. You know, he was really like remembering the great olden days, like in the seventies, and then a lot of people died. And that kind of hurt the sport. And uh, but he was real proud of hand gliding. He loved it, you know. And he was mm-hmm. like, he was. I, I said, "What about skydiving?" He's like, "I my dream was never to, my dream was never to fall. My dream was to fly." Wow. Yeah, he said that. So he's a that real quite a proponent. Yeah. Pre, you know, quite a proponent of uh, hand gliding. And I was thinking, you know, there were problems. He claims it's much safer now. But I think maybe people are still dying. And they're just covering up those deaths because they want to make sure the sport grows. Some sort of weird hang gliding mafia. Yeah. Uh, Or perhaps no one was dying even in the 70s. Right. They tried to give the sport some street credibility. Mm-hmm. And they killed some hand gliders to make it look tough. And they rugged. killed too many. They killed too many. Yeah. They went too far. It could be either of those. You went too those far. Are weird. Those are always weird. I mean, in skydiving, you know, most people don't die from skydiving. It's still weird to jump out of something and be like, well, I might die, but hopefully not, according to popular belief. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a thing called uh, Zumba or something, or what's it called? It's something with Z, and it's in New Zealand, and you get in it, and it's a giant ball that's filled with water and rolls down a really huge mountain. Really, and you and you, you you're in the middle of it, strapped in, or you can do it loose, and you're just spinning in the ball. It's crazy. I did it. It's great. You did that. I did it with my sister, and we laughed the whole time. Were you way. in the same ball with your yeah, sister? Yeah, you can be in the same ball. Was that weird? Else. You know, it got a little weird. She, we didn't have the baby, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the Europe, I mean, they they have water sliding competitions in Europe, also. Which is weird. I feel like they always. Everybody goes. Well, that first that first happened in Europe. Uh, that first that was popular over in Europe. I heard that song when it was in Europe. Everything started in Europe. Here's the thing. Europe starts a lot of stupid shit that never makes mm-hmm. it over here. Nobody's talking about that. Like the band Europe. Uh, is that a real band? Yeah. Okay. Didn't they play when, uh, the final? On the other hand, I'm a huge fan of the band America. Yeah, or Kansas. Kansas is a great band. Yeah, too. Chicago. Mm. Boston, mm. Detroit, Detroit, mm. It, mm, tasty, mm. 
Pueblo, Colorado. Yeah. Remember that band? Remember Boise? Good band. Boise. Yeah. Boise do I. So I went hang gliding. Uh, uh, Matt just got me something that said that uh, in the UK, there's one death per 116,000 flights. Ah. Uh. It's a risk comparable to running a marathon or playing football for a year. Now, I would think if you played football for a full year, you'd get tired and you'd probably die anyway. Right? Just a lot of people stop nonsense. and start. You know, they stop and start. Um, <laughs> but all right, so yes, yeah. So anyway, I did all that. Right. That's where I was. Let's move on to the uh, essential questions of human oh, nature. This is a good one. Okay. Uh, these are the things that people mm. are wondering about, and the first one you brought up right before the show. I mean, could you could you date a girl that has shoes that are worth more than a thousand dollars? Right, and it's you know maybe it's not even that she has them but specifically. Can you date a girl who will spend a thousand dollars on shoes? Where where's your head at if you're you know? And I I I say uh, I say no. It, probably not. The circumstances would have to be really, really specific where she loved these shoes and they were done by a designer that was an artist and she'd always wanted them. And it would have to be all these caveats and con- not condoms. And you're just saying no. You're already shaking no, it's, it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. impossible. And I don't care if you're a multi-multi-millionaire. You have to know that that's too frivolous to, to fall in love with someone like that. You know? So you're, you've got a hard line on it. Yeah. You're you, saying you, no way. You have a soft cap. On your penis, sounds like. I do, I do. I've dated. It's almost like a toothpaste cap on your penis. I've dated girls that that they can afford thousand dollar shoes, and they don't buy them, and that's more attractive than whatever they would look like in the thousand dollar shoes. I think that's my answer. Is it's more attractive to me if you're not willing to spend that money than it is that, that, than how you look in those or feel in those shoes. Yeah, and we talked about this with the gum throwing out the window incident. Yeah. There's certain little things that you see someone do that you can't accept. Yeah, like, but usually would you date it's a, chicken a girl? And egg thing because we, go ahead. would you date a girl whose favorite movie is Weekend at Bernie's Two? I broke up with a girl. Soon after, she told me that her favorite movie was Clerks 2. <laughs> I don't even think she said favorite movie. She said Clerks 2 is the funniest movie right. I've ever seen. Right. And I, you know what? And I, I, she was such a great girl, really funny, really fun. But that she said that you can't be in a room with someone and say, this is, my, I'm TJ, and this is my girlfriend, and her, in her opinion, in her strong, strong opinion, this is in sort of a flight of whimsy for her. She believes in her heart that Clerks 2 is the funniest. Clerks 2, the sequel, is the funniest Clerks part film. Clerks The funniest film. Ray de, uh, Funniest film ever made. Yeah. You can't do that. Can't do you it. You don't want to that's, live that life. Yeah. That's uh, the weekend's, uh, weekend of Bernie analogy. Here's another one. Yeah. I, 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 I broke up with a girl. She, her, she thought the most romantic song. Romantic, that's the word she used, mm-hmm. was Bob Seeger's Night Moves. It came on and she goes, this is my favorite song, it's so romantic. Uh, romantic. Are you listening to like, lyrics? Listen, lady, Seeger's to fuck to. <laughs> did you? you just jumped out the window. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Seeger's to fuck to. Seeger's to fuck to. She's like, why did he, why would, why would he do that? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I'll, I mean, uh, I'll the, jump back and yeah. say, uh, on the movie topic, I can't be great friends with you. I can't even really be friends with you if you say 
Here's what it is. I can't be great friends with you if your favorite movie movie is The Big Lebowski. But mm. I can't be friends with you at all if you say that your favorite movie is The Big Lebowski and you talk about it uh, like at least once a week. Now you, but you. That is a person that I don't want to be around, and I don't hate the Big Lebowski, but I find that like Dolly posters in liberal arts colleges, um, you know, they're they just it becomes this sort of badge of I I like cool stuff, right? No, just like guys, just like guys who don't wear watches, and they're like, uh. well, Matt and I were talking about this actually walking over here. Could you be friends with someone that liked the movie Crash? Yeah. I think it's a questionable. It's really. I think there's. Crash Crash is much more in a gray area. You think so? Yeah. If somebody. And also, you're saying just liked the movie. Lots of people. I like a lot of movies that aren't great because they're fine. You know? Okay. I'll give you that. Is this. I can feel that we're no longer friends. No, I feel like this is the final. I can feel like it. Final podcast. Yeah, like like Europe would say, the final countdown. <laughs> You're talking about watches. You seem to be pro watch. I wear I a watch. Know. You're late a lot, by the way. I don't know what That's the true. watch does to make people feel better about That's that. That's true, too. I don't know if that feels like a good consolation. Well, well at least he's wearing a watch, but you're late all the time. It doesn't bother me. I, I, I love well, you. All I, I'm saying I is, I, I love what you do, but with, with the punctuality thing—that is, that, that's a bigger. That's busy. A bigger that's why you're late. No, that's just a bigger conversation. But I'm saying you don't wear a watch. Matt doesn't wear a watch. Why don't you guys wear watches? Phone. So he's got his phone. Now I will say, since cell phones, it makes. But I remember growing up, the the father across the street from my family didn't wear a watch. He was a stockbroker, the you know Mr. Reginelli, and he didn't have a watch. And my father just didn't understand that. And I couldn't really understand either. Why would he not want to know what time it was? There are no cell phones then. Yeah, but how often do you need to know what time it is? You don't need to know that often. All the time. I'm always late. I'm constantly looking at my watch going, i got to get out of here. <laughs> well, that's proof it's not working. So you I should take the watch off and see what happens. I took the watch off one time. I was lost in Borneo. Do you know that island? Yeah. I was lost there for three weeks. <laughs> You know why? Why? Because I, I, I thought I, I thought I had plenty of time. Yeah. You thought, so you just I, didn't, I, I thought I didn't have to be anywhere for a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that I think that I'm upset about the people the way people treat time. I don't think there should be a daylight savings time either. I think it's ludicrous. It's set up for why? Why is it set that? up Say for? That. It's like set up for for it's set up for like it's farmers a, or something. What is it set a, up for? Is that a dildo? Oh, someone's calling. Someone's calling. It's fine. It's our one caller. Quickly, grab it. That's my wife. Missed it. Missed the one caller. We always have one caller. Um, yeah, daylight savings time, that started uh, for food, for agriculture, right? It doesn't make any sense. There's got to be a reason for it. Matt, can you look that up? Who's trained? See why? Just to ask the. I think each robot. person, each person should have their own time, their own personal time. I don't think we should all have to be on the same time. It's, it's Here's communist. an interesting thing. It's communism. Here's an interesting thing. It's socialism. There are some cultures that don't have time. They say, "I'll meet you around this time," and they go and they wait, and that's all it is. Yeah, that, think how different our realities would be if we didn't have to be places all the time. 
Every day, you have to be somewhere at a certain time. All day long. That's how we meet each other and communicate. You think we're more efficient that way? No. By having it on your arm. I think it helps. I mean, I am so, you know, obviously bored by this conversation, but I, I think it helps. Yeah. Cash, I think it helps. Sorry well, if I'm being rude. Well, we're going to move on to practical living in the modern age, mm. which could really solve some of these problems. This is an opportunity for us to try and give you maybe some secrets that we have, uh, some insider tips at just making life a little mess. Less of a mess. Yeah, and you have one about going to the airport. Well, I discovered recently that if you're if you have there's a long line for security, try and find an elevator to get through security because they have to, by law the TSA has to have somebody where the handicap accessible people are coming in, and you know regular people who can walk, the people who don't have any disabilities, never go that route. So you can do that. Another one is. Um, if you're ever late and you don't think you make it through security, just find an agent and ask. So many people, oh, I missed my flight. Security was so long. Go to the agent and say you have to get through immediately. So I'd be cut in line. Now, this is happening because you're late. Hmm? You're late. That's why this is happening. And you have a watch. No, no, no. Lots of times, lots of times I'll, I, I just don't want to wait in security. I'll get over and I'll go to the airline club. You know, I'll have a Bloody Mary, 6 a.m. usually. It's called the Spotlight Room. <laughs> Ladies, you looking for some early morning, man? Head on over to the Spotlight, <laughs> where everyone's gay except for TJ, and no one can figure out why he's there. <laughs> yeah, a little more, uh, um, more practical living in the modern age. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to be picked up at the top shelf. I don't think there's any reason... To get picked up at the baggage area. I love that it's, you call it top off, shelf. Uh, top shelf. Sounds cooler than it's outside. What it is. It's outside. It's comfortable out there. You're not competing with other people. Get picked up at the top shelf. And also never check bags. Ever. I always check There's bags. There's no way I'm you could need that stuff. There's no way you could ever need it. I'm so ever. sick of I am so sick of getting No, I check bags. I don't like carrying around a bag and the whole thing. It's a lot. It's a lot of trudging. You know, I don't need to be trudging around all day. It makes you sad. So I check my bag. There's too many times when the and flight I, and changes. And I become a happy dad. <laughs> There's too many times when the flight you know, changes and you need. I don't know. I don't know. And I, you know when I travel? I travel with a toothbrush on me. You know, I balance it on my head. Put it in my nose. So you always have a, a toothbrush handy. handy. And then you just check stuff. And... What out of that stuff? Probably half of it you don't use every trip, at least. No, I use all of it because you know me. I change pants once every two hours. Yeah, because I just I don't like the feeling of unclean pants on my legs. You know, post hour and a half unclean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as soon as you put the pants on, they're becoming dirty from the inside, from the bacteria that's on your legs. Even though you scrape and scrape with a loofah, there's always going to be bacteria on your legs. It's part of why I hate being alive. (laughs) (laughs) When you want to sleep on the plane, um, this is something new I've been doing. It does create some controversy, but I lie on the ground. You Mm -hmm. have to be shorter. I'm not very tall. I lie on the ground. I face forward. I create a cocoon where I put a, a blanket over my head. 
uh, so that I'm separated from everybody. And I'm actually putting my, my hands or, or my arms are on the seat. My knees are on the floor. So I'm in sort of the, uh, I guess, what would that be? Uh, the that's called the, uh, is, no, that's the, uh, the slumping man's game. The slumping man position. That's what that position is called the slumping man's game. Yeah. The Slumping Man's Game. It's the, the name of that position. Yeah, it's named for a book, too. Mm-hmm. Slumping Man's Game. And it's soon to be a board game from yeah. Milton Bradley. <laughs> but that's a great way to get through a flight. It's better on your back. Uh, no one will bother you. you I hate, a, yeah. When I sleep on a plane, when I sleep in general, my, my mouth is open. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of breathing in my mouth. I, that's terrible. I always feel like the people next to me put little things in my mouth or... Put their finger or maybe their penis if it's a flight where there's not a lot of people. That's yeah, it's sort of a risque thing to do on a flight, but you know. Well, it's dangerous because if I wake up, I might ask them to you know be in a relationship. <laughs> you come off me on the podcast, I come off just truly homosexual <laughs> in a true and real way, not making fun of it, just like genuinely <laughs> a homosexual man. Yeah, it's it's kind of a misrepresentation, this podcast, of who we really are. That's okay. In real life, I am a drag queen from the Bronx. <laughs> and Cash is a uh, big brother, big sister coordinator at the YMCWA. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So create a cocoon on the airplane. That's what we've learned. Also, when you say living. cocoon, say it like Cash does. Cocoon. Cocoon. Create a cocoon. We're never going to get old, never going to die. <laughs> That's from the film Cocoon. Yes, one of my favorites. Kick-kick. We're going to move on to tiny opinions. Mm. and uh, I got so many little ones. That's what I always yeah. say when this section comes little around. Little itsy-bitsy opinions. Yep. I'm going to start it off by just saying I, I got upset on my last trip. Uh, people... Don't you, think be, don't you think it should be legal just once a year to punch people in the face? Wouldn't mm. that be great? You know, mm. the police would come. I'd go get my punch card right here. You can see it's totally valid. It's so true, but here's the thing. Then when do you get to use those punches? Are you allowed to punch people that are younger than you? I think a lot of people... Can you punch a kid? I think a lot of people get out of line because they know they're not going to get punched. I think the society might be a little too safe for people to spout. You know what would be nice? This is a crazy idea, but I'm going to throw it out there. It would be nice if everybody had a camera that was recording everything, all their interactions from, you know, like in their hat or something. And then you could submit footage to a judge about whether or not you'd be allowed to punch someone in the face. And if they found you guilty, then you they could punch you in the face. People would be a lot nicer to each other. I think that's what you're saying. But yeah, I'm trying to put it absolutely. in a, a real you're way. You're trying to add a technological element to making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Good one idea. day, one day, if we all give up our rights, they'll videotape everything, and then it will be really hard to be a criminal. Because if, if there is video footage of everything that happens, how are you going to lie anymore? It's a good point. Good point. That's And lawyers will be robot dogs that are both fun and cute, but also represent you legally in the hyper court of law, which is what we'll call the court of law that only exists on the internets <laughs> through hyperlinks. TJ, tiny opinions. Well, I talked earlier about the Big Lebowski thing. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of different, you know, a lot of people, I, I think what, what I've decided is that if you won't stop talking about something, then I don't want to talk to you. And I, and I don't mean one thing. If you're the type of person who just can't stop, some people say it about themselves. Did I tell you about my hand gliding story? I, <laughs> some people do about themselves. They go, 
I can't stop talking about this new Nutrigrain bar. It's so good. It tastes just like apple cinnamon. I can't stop talking about it. Well, then don't talk to me. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sick of it. People also, you know, I used to have a joke about this in my uh, stand-up comedy routine act. There's some of your skits and And sketches. And all their spoofs. Yeah. They're spoofy goofs. Uh, Spooky goofs in October, if you know what I mean. Ladies, take a break. Fellas, you know what I'm Tell mean. us. You know what I'm talking about. Fellas. Um, I, 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 there was a woman I used to work with that she would go, oh, I can't stop eating these chocolate-covered cherries. They're going to be the death of me. I can't stop eating these chocolate-covered cherries. Well, then do stop talking to me about them. <laughs> if you can't stop eating them, truly, you need a doctor. You need to go. You need to call the police. I also think people brag about the wrong things. That's another tiny opinion. Yeah. I, I'm tired of people bragging about stuff. Like what, kind, what of kind of gas mileage they get on their car. Yeah, your MPGs. That's never, they yeah. can't ever be interesting. You can't make that interesting. It's not possible. Yeah, everybody I don't, I don't care how many like, cylinders are inside your car. Everybody wants to show everybody else that they're living life the, the best possible way. That's what most conversations are. Hey, did you see how much I spent on this car that I chose? Comparative to how much money I had coming in from my income and everything. But also, I'm a good person because I care about the environment. So pretty good MPGs on this thing. Yeah. You know? I know what I'm doing in terms of living. That's just everybody scared because no one knows how to live correctly or in the best way. And everybody's going to die. And so everyone's like, well, in the meantime, do you see my home theater? Yeah, we just had the speaker. The speakers are surround sound, but it's a five-point system. So you really do. It's like being in the theater. Now, of course, all this will erode and fade far after I've ceased existing. And it will mean nothing then. But in the meantime, look over here. We have fun-sized Snickers in a bowl to make you think you're at the theater. I'm a sad man. We're distracting ourselves from the truth that we're going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, we have fun sometimes, like Halloween. And you mm-hmm. mentioned Halloween. I think there's another thing, another tiny thing. I think people are pissing away Halloween. Mm. It's a very romantic holiday. All the women are dressed up, you know, accordingly. They Saying look, that Halloween costumes on women, which are slutty, holiday. is romantic, is a lot like very saying... Romantic. It's not like saying a certain song is romantic. What I'm saying, uh, Nat move. <laughs> <laughs> Nat moving the way home. <laughs> Listen. Uh, How do you not piss away Halloween? Here, well, here's what I'm saying. That's the one out of the year where a guy can look good, for sure. Yeah. I don't care if he's going bald like myself. He can wear a wig. Maybe he can he's be not, Uncle Fester. Maybe he's not very well. You know. Uh, you know. He can wear like a cod piece if he wants to. He can really accentuate any of his weaknesses. There's a one night where everyone's you have tiny equal. shoulders. You can wear everyone's. Shoulder yeah, everyone's equal. Whatever your weakness is physically, you can make up for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And last year saw a guy dressed as a pickle. What I said? He was dressed as a pickle. Hold on, women have what so, the fuck? He had a, dressed as a pickle. Uh, you know, I gotta he had say, a pickle on his head. I do want to say this. You did. You said, "Guy dressed like a pickle." That's like that moment when you say something to a group of people and you expect them to be like, "No," <laughs> and then nobody says anything, so that you just go, "A pickle, like a god, fellas, damn pickle, fellas." You with me on this? Yeah. Let ladies, me hear you, ladies. Take a break. 
Fellas, let me tell you. Yeah, now, listen, pickles, dress as yeah, a pickle. That's, 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 now, listen, that's all I'm saying is you're situation. pissing away the holiday, this most precious holiday. Uh, women of signs are in the next thing. Hit on me. You have a pickle on your head. You're cock-blocking yourself. Yeah, too true. Uh, you know, uh, I saw some computer programmers dressed as a nerd. That, that pickle's not going to get a tickle. That's right. No tickle for that pickle. Right. Yeah, that's what the, that's what the a computer programmer you saw dressed as a nerd. Yeah, they, you know, why you would are you a nerd. Dress, you right. are a nerd. You why would you dress as a nerd? So anyway, if any advice uh, for the people here, I know it's in tiny opinions. It should be keys to better living. You got to dress up, living. right? You got to dress up to get some action. You got to go for it. my friend Nick Vaderot, who is a hilarious comedian and uh, great on Twitter at Nick Vaderot, V A T T E R O T T. But the kid uh, has a great story that he tells on stage where he, you know, he said everybody dressed up sexy nurse, sexy kittens. Yeah. So he dressed up as sexy toilet and he put a toilet seat over his head and he made a little bow tie for the bottom of the toilet seat and he wore Chippendales cuffs and he was sort of like a sexy swing. In toilet, and he came in the first party. He thought it was genius. He comes in the first party, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm the best, right?" And immediately he gets recognition. Somebody says, "Oh my God, look at this costume! This guy's great." And Nick's like, "Yeah, yeah, it is great, isn't it?" He goes, "Yeah, look at this guy, everybody. He's a shithead." <laughs> and he goes, "No, no, no, sexy toilet." <laughs> But it's true. His head was through a toilet seat. Yeah. He's a shithead. And he's not going to get any action that way. you got to really pay attention to him. So I used to love masks comments. when I was a child. That's what I would just... Uh, my Halloween costume was just whatever was the coolest mask. What are you going as? A dying clown? Really? Why? Good mask. Favorite mask at the store. Did you used to do that? Yeah. Matt was into it. I, I, it's the one equalizer. Halloween's a day that anyone can get s- some action. Everyone's equalized. And I think we should have Halloween more often. I, I really think we should dress up. I think it should be a once-a-month thing at least. What other major holiday would you, you swap for another Halloween? Oh, God. Ready for I mean, mine? So you ready for mine? You're going to argue with it. No? Ready for mine? Fourth of July. That's an outrage. He hates it. He hates it. Fourth of July is awesome. No, oh, I feel like we could really still celebrate. We could celebrate the American independence with another Halloween type of, you know, another costume. Okay, you're saying that we would still celebrate it, but we would we would just have costumes. It would be the same as Halloween. Look, the best holidays are the ones where you could do whatever you want and blame it on the holiday. And there's only a few of those: New Year's, Fourth of July. Because any you say, if anybody says anything on the Fourth of July, they don't like what you're doing. You can say one thing and shut them down. It's my country's birthday party, and I was invited. <laughs> okay, you can say that any time. You can say anything. Uh, you're celebrating Happy Birthday, America. You can just yell that out and then pee on somebody. It doesn't make I've any seen difference. A lot of shirtless men urinating, yell Happy Birthday, America. Right. You have you mm-hmm. have an excuse. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm a patriot. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's why I took a crap off a three floor story and, building. For me, also Easter. I find that Easter, I always am so drunk. I threw up on a kid last Easter. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> you know. Um, you need the holidays where we're expected to behave ourselves. Those are the ones that aren't any fun. A holiday should be a time to cut loose. So you got New Year's, Fourth mm-hmm. of July, Halloween, Labor Day, and Memorial Day. Those are the only good holidays. I don't even know that Memorial Day is that great. I don't like these barbecue holidays. Any three day holiday. I wish weekend. you go to you over to Spain or something. They have barbecues every weekend. Barbecue should be a way to eat together cheaply. All right, then we could combine it. it. We the, swap out. We swap out a Halloween. Swap out Memorial, Memorial Day. Memorial but I don't Halloween. even consider Memorial Day really that big of a holiday. 
I what it represents, I think, is important. You always end up having a good time, and just as afterwards realizing you had a good time inadvertently. You do. Yeah. You do. New Year's Eve also, I think, is not a great one. Uh, that one, the expectations are too high. And, it's, Everything's and as so performers, fucking expensive. And as performers, it's not that fun to perform uh, on, the, on New Year's. No, People yeah, are, it's like tough. amateur Those night. Tough. Tough I'm going to move on because we've got to get out of here pretty soon. We've Let's really enjoyed ourselves. But we're going to move on to the uh, maskers section where uh, you uh, ask the masters. This is, uh, no. this is, uh, this is, can I just say my, to my, my, my Aunt Janice, okay, who is, you know, a huge fan of the show, obviously, listens in every single time, just hearing this right now. Please, Aunt Janice, stop emailing. We realize that it should be Ask the Masters, that's Asters or whatever, but we think it doesn't sound good, so it's called Maskers. It's called Maskers. Thank it's you, just, Janice. You know, there's so much, like, Enough, uh, Aunt so much anger. Janice. Yeah. Aunt Janice, put a sock in it. Put a sock in Put it. Put a sock in your mouth. We're about to use our one punch card to give you That's a knuckle right. sandwich. A knuckle sandwich, and then we'll let the judge decide. And I might even use my kick card on you. There it is. Yeah. Uh, we have a question from V-A-N-D-C-R-L-O-W. So if 58. you had to make that a word, what would it be? Vand Crow. Vand. Van Crow. Ben Curlow, you're the worst host. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, we've. I'm not the greatest host today. I'm. I'm a little no, bit beaten great. up. But um, what? Uh, what was? What, what? What would be the last movie you'd watch before you drift off? Uh, this is a good one. And it says before, before you, you drift die. off this mortal plane. Will be the last film I would watch for now. I'm tempted. I think you, you would think? watch. I think you would watch the Great Lebowski. The Great Lebowski, which was the precursor to the Big Lebowski, which was the which Great Lebowski, a, which is actually the sequel made to the by Big the Great Ziegfeld. And you would watch it because then you'd be thankful that you were going to die. That I was going to die. Yeah, and that's one way to look at it. You 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 know you watch a movie you don't like as much. I. It's got to be a movie. I think I would watch Yogi Bear 3D. <laughs> and I would say, you know what? It was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That would make you feel good before you, before you uh, drift you, off you in you your think, mortal coil. You, you think I would want to say The Sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. I love that movie. But I've seen that movie a lot. That's the problem. Yeah. It'd be nice. I feel very lucky. That I could watch a movie that I was in that people thought was terrible or thought was great and just kind of be like, that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty has good there been that. a good movie where there's, you know, a kind of a uh, an afterlife type situation, you know? Uh, defending Your Life. Defending Your Life would be one. Heaven? Oh, Heaven? I was thinking oh, heaven, heaven Can Wait. That, that, that could be a good what one. What about the George think? Burns? Oh, Heavens? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, my devil? Yeah. Oh, God. See that? You can oh, see the God, ten- my devil. Can you imagine executives from that era being like, here's what it's called. Oh, God, my devil. Let's do this thing. Now let's chug scotch and eat cigars. Oh, God, you devil. Uh, oh, God, you devil. Yeah, I didn't. I never saw that uh, that little classic. Oh, God, my devil. Yeah. <laughs> my devil. I really did in my, in my mind and heart. I thought that that was a real expression. My devil. But it's my God. Yeah. My God. Oh, God. My devil. Oh, devil. We don't use devil enough in, in, uh, in, uh, exp- what do they call them? Explication. No, no, exp- exclamations. Not exclamations, but also blasphemizing, but not blasphemy. What's it called? Expletives. Expletives. Expletives, yeah. 
devil. Devil's dick. Yeah, we don't. Oh, devil eggs. Yeah. Devil my fucking eggs, this asshole in front of me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You see this? You see this, Sharon? You see what this is? That's me yelling at my wife in the car. You see this, Sharon? See this idiot up here? He's got a devil's dick and fucking Satan's, Satan's balls for eyebrows. Son of a bitch. <laughs> It's fucking dark underlord of the uh, the 405 highway. God damn it. Oh, great. I said God again. Shit. I think I... Satan's forked dick. Satan, Satan's forked penis. Yeah. I, I think I would watch something on an airplane. I mm-hmm. always like movies better on an airplane because I'm always a little emotional. Like, I'll cry. Yeah, I'll any, cry more on the... Any airplane movie. I think there's some kind of chemical reason for that. But, like, I cried during Uncle Buck. I'll never forget that. I, I'll yeah. cry during the worst. I like, cried during Water movies. for Elephants. Yeah, like ice skating movies. Whatever it is, I'll cry. Um, I cry. Sometimes I cry during the uh, Fasten Your Seatbelt. That whole message up front. The safety message. I'll cry on a lot of flights, yeah, yeah, with with whatever. So I would probably watch it. Whatever I watch. Have you ever watch masturbated it. in the bathroom of an airplane? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, that's uh, my Arch Barker has a joke about that. My friend Arch, something. What is it? Uh, something about uh, how he is in the Mile High Club solo aviation division. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I've never done that. I think that's disgusting and disrespectful. I, I, I so believe you have. I'm sorry to hear that you did that because it makes us less friends. <laughs> I, I It's sad that comedians aren't allowed to talk about airplanes because there's funny things that happen on them. You know, it's become this thing where people are like, don't talk about the flights. It's too, But stuff happens on airplanes that are funny to you. I mean, uh, we fly a lot, and it's hard not to talk about it. I just want to say... I was flying during the Super Bowl, and the captain kept giving us the score, and I was TiVoing the game. This is the last Super Bowl. So I told the airline attendant, I'm like, can you, can you tell him not to do that? And she's like, a lot of people want to know the score. I'm like, yeah, but a lot of us are TiVoing the game, and I'd prefer that the pilot uh, not be watching sports in the cockpit. Right. You know, we have Brent Musburger up there. Why not fly the plane? Like, why are they giving us the scores? I, I don't know. It's all on. Auto, it's all on auto, and they're also they're probably looking online. It's not the actual pilot. Oh, I, I picture him up there watching. But here's it, the problem: bets. when you have turbulence, that's because his team scored. <laughs> you know what I mean, ladies? Take a break. Seriously, take a fucking walk. Step outside. <laughs> take a break. Have a cigarette, fellas. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, would you fist fight an orangutan if you, if you win you make two hundred thousand dollars? Fist fight an orangutan. orangutan. My opinion, I'll, I'm gonna I'll say first. My opinion is I have changed my opinion since I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I saw that orangutans are can be dangerous big animals. Would you fist fight one? Did you have that option before you saw the movie? Then you watched I it. I did, and I ended up fighting, and I lost. And then really? when I saw the movie, I was like, well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> Ladies, come back inside. Enough of your break. You know what I'm talking about, fellas. Get the fuck out of the room. Go wait in the car, fellas. Take a break. Ladies, how was it outside? Is it still raining? <laughs> Uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna shut things down with that. Uh, we can't top it. 
TJ Miller, it has been great having you as a guest. This is so good. Thank you so much it's for such having me. Such a thrill me. to have you. Hopefully, you can come back sometime. Yeah, I mean, where I would can love people, to like, if they like your work, where do you think they can find you? You can find, find you? me at tjmillerdoesnotheaveawebsite.com for all my schedule and tour dates, because I'd love you to come and see me live when I do my stand-up spoofs. And then uh, at not TJ Miller is the Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Google+. Let's do the dang thing. Yeah. Stay off LinkedIn. That's right. Got that tattooed no. on my... LinkedIn. Get your aunt off tattooed on there. my inner thighs. Get your aunt off LinkedIn. She's been driving Janice. me crazy. Sick Janice. of the Janice. Janice. Crazy mm. bitch. You know I, that? Well, that's yeah. a little far. Yeah, I went too far. She is that. family. Yeah. That's you know what what I, mean? <laughs> I was about to you say. You said we were going to use our punch you know card that, on her. You know the place Janice Fund? Yeah. Janice Funds? Yeah. I say that's impossible. Janice has never had fun. <laughs> but if you call her a bitch again, yeah, then you'll get. You I'm know gonna, what, guys? Have you, right right answer the, the question. Right in the keister. Where can we find you? Uh, Cashlevy.com and on Facebook. Uh, Just, would you fist fight an orangutan for two hundred thousand dollars? I absolutely would not. No way. No. Five hundred thousand. No, there's no amount of money. I, a million? I think, no, I don't think. I mean, five. Million dollars for your ch- for your son's future. No, I think that you end up getting really badly. Like I don't. What's Unless you get him. No, you're not going to win with it. No, How you're not you going to beat that? an orangutan. What if you get a mace? Not a mace, huh? but mace. No, you're not going to beat an. He's going to. He's. You're going to lose an eye. What if you spork him? Huh? Spork him? No, that's that's a that was a previous podcast. They don't even know about that now. The no spork wouldn't work. In, no, there's no amount of money that would have me fighting an orangutan. $100 million donated to the charity of your choice. And the charity can be Cash Sleeps with America. How long is this? Mm, yeah, that is a good one. Ah! You could get your you could get your penis pulled off with a from an orangutan. How long, how long is, what are we talking here? Is it to the death? What is it? You just got to fist fight him. For how long? You don't have to knock him over or anything. You just got to go over and get a couple of shots off. Let's well, say you got to punch him in the face four or five times. Four or five punches. You have to punch an orangutan four or five times, and you think you wouldn't lose an eye or some limbs? I think I, I mean, I, I, I didn't say I would do it. I think you're picturing a really out of shape orangutan. Really? Yeah. Smoker? Yeah. You're picturing like a zooed up orangutan that's been there for a long time. Well, that's that's the really only ones you get. Would we fly into the wild? You know how expensive that is? That's how I was picturing it. I guess it. we could use part, a portion of the $100 million that's going to the charities. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to ponder that some more and sign off. That's Thank one that we haven't been able in. to answer. Yeah. You know what? Some of the greatest questions continue going on unanswered. Yeah, unanswered. And, unanswered. and you know, we're going to do some podcasts where we just readdress all of the same questions and give different answers, right? Because mm-hmm. there are only so many questions, but there are an infinite amount of answers. Amount of fruit yes. or flavors. What were you? Flavors? Now leaving Nerdist.com.